You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hey everyone, this is your host Tim Altman with your Damascus Crossroads podcast. Just wanna hope everybody's doing good out there. I'm I'm doing good. Lord's been blessing me and my family. Uh, so um, back here with another episode, and I went to um, to Ground Zero last night. That's a local local place we have to. Uh, it's kind of like an AA meeting for for the guys, um, people from the community, T community people from um, people going through you know problems with drugs and alcohol and trying to quit and um you know and um you know I've seen a lot of people there that are just just beat down by the devil and 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 they're searching for something they 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 need something um a lot of them are like me and I'm sure like a lot of y'all out there going through addiction you know you don't you can count your friends on one hand now um your family they kind of gave up on you uh but um you know, one person that'll never give up on you, and I mean never, is Jesus Christ. Um, that's what I told them guys. Um, he's there for them. He he didn't come to save the righteous. He came to save the sinners. And, of course, when Jesus said that, he's being sarcastic. If you want to believe it or not, Jesus did have a sense of humor. He, he said they were self-righteous. Um, of course, nobody's righteous but God, you know. Um, but, you know, he was trying to make a point. These people are too righteous to be saved. Uh, the one thing about being saved, like I told the guys last night at the healing house, um, they came from, you know, to ground zero, and um, is the first thing you have to do is humble yourself, and, and nothing nothing humbles you more than, than going through a drug a drug habit. The things you do, the, the places you go, the and one thing about, you know, and, and, and drug use and, and becoming an addict, you always say, I'll never do that. And then next thing you know, you turn around, you're doing that, you know. Um, and then I'll never do that. And next thing you know, you're doing that. And, you know, it's just a it's just a long, shameful road that you go down. But Jesus is the answer. And um, like I was telling them guys, whatever whatever you've done, there ain't nothing you can do out there that, that Jesus can't forgive you for. Um Will other people forgive you? No. Um, you can know you you can ask them for forgiveness. Um, if there's too much animosity and and stuff like that, just pray pray for them. You know, um, you know, carry yourself in a humble humble manner. Um, but there's a story I'd like to tell. Kind of reminds me of the situation there with them guys. Is there was a a, a young boy who went into the uh, pet store and um, he's wanted to buy a puppy, and so he he went up to the glass glass cage there and he um he looked at all the puppies and the and the and the shopkeeper comes up behind him and said son are you you want a puppy so he points and he points way to the back and in the back there's this little runt puppy in the back corner there and he told the guy he said i want that one and the shopkeeper said son 
He said, you don't, you don't want that little puppy. He said, it's a runt and it's, it's got a bad leg and it can't hardly, it'll never be able to play with you or run or, or catch a ball. And the little boy said, no, I want that one. So he began to tap on the glass there and that little puppy got up and he dragged himself, you know, across the, he had a bad leg there, he dragged himself. And as he's dragging himself, the other puppies turned around and they jumped on him, bit on him. And so the poor little puppy runs back and drags himself back into the corner and lays there and the other, you know, and, and, and see, and the shopkeeper said, see there, son, you, you don't want that poor little thing, you know, he, he's not worth nothing. I don't even know why I'm keeping him, son. He said, you want one of these other dogs, you know, you can play with and roughhouse with. And he said, no, sir. He said, I want that dog. And he pointed back to that little runt with a bad leg. And the shopkeeper said, okay, can I ask you why you want that dog? And he said, because I, I had a bad leg just like he does. And, and nobody wanted to play with me. And whenever I came out, people would pick on me. And I was all by myself and lonesome, just like that little dog back there. And that's why I want him. And it gave me goosebumps because well, this story is about Jesus. And, and Jesus was, he was beat and he was deserted by all his disciples and left alone um, by himself, just like that little puppy, um, crippled up, beat up. Um, and, you know, that's why Jesus sees us in our rehab. And we're, you know, them guys last night, man, they were so humble, so nice. You know, I just want to thank Conley and his brother for putting that on. You know, we did kind of make a circle, you know, 50, 40, 50 guys sitting around just kind of, you know, talking about God and talking about ways we, we're trying to get through this. And, and, you know, them guys there just remind me of that little puppy there with the bad leg where, where nobody wanted them, where, where, you know, they're getting picked on there. Um, you know, even the shopkeepers thinking about getting rid of that pup because you know he's just a waste of food. And and there's that little boy, just like Jesus, pointing pointing at you, out there, point pointing at you and saying, "I want you." You know, I don't want these other dogs, these old rough houses over here that did pick on this other dog and are mean and bullies. And, and anyways, they're they're getting their, you know, they're going to be took to a nice home and probably pampered and and fed good and and live in the air conditioning and, you know. Just like Jesus, point, pointing back in that corner at you back there, you know, that little poor little puppy, you know, it was heartbroken. It it was it had a bad leg. It probably knew in his little mind that, you know, maybe nobody would ever take it. You know, nobody wanted it. It, it You know, I think dogs know stuff like that. You know, I, I mean, dogs actually feel like we do. They feel sadness. And, um, you know, so that kind of reminds me of them guys there, man, the way they the way they feel. They're just, you know, man, I just God bless them. You know, it, I gave my a lot of them get their phones took away and. Um, a lot of them can't afford phones either, but you know, if they're out there listening, you know, God bless them, you know, keep it up. Um, you know, like I told them, God knows every hair on your head and, and, and this ain't, and I used to think that was metaphorically speaking, but no, that's, that's, that's real. You know, that that's the truth. That's, he knows every hair on your back. He knows, yeah. You know, as you go bald, you lose it. He knows, man, he loves you. Um, uh, it's like I was telling them on the other on one of my episodes, um, they, the scribes and Pharisees were the, were the religious leaders, the hypocrites. Uh, they would be like your, your big, uh, religious organizations, like your Catholic church or your, your prosperity preachers, your, your Hagans and your, um, Benny Hens and Copelands and, you know, just out for money and, and pride and, and stealing. And they, they were always wanting to catch Jesus at something. Um, they didn't like Jesus because he, he, he threatened to up, you know, he threatened to overthrow their whole order, their their whole 
enterprise of robbing the people and um you know and and you know they're prideful they you had to go through them in order to talk to god you know and jesus was like no you don't not anymore you know i'm i've come you can talk right to me and i talk to my father you know, and he was telling them that. And um, so they were always trying to catch him on something, always trying to get something so they could crucify him or stone him. Or... So they brought a prostitute in, in front of him. And um, they said, Master, and they mocked him. They called him Master. They said, tell us in the book of, in the in the Old Testament, it tells us that, that such women have to be, you know, stoned. It's, it, it's in the Moses' laws. What say you? So they kind of had Jesus in a in a tough spot because Jesus, you know, <laughs> you know, nothing. Like I said on one of my episodes, nothing upset at Jesus. The only time he ever got mad was in the temple where they were stealing and and robbing the people. Um, which I'll go into that some other time. But they, he got very upset. He overturned Jesus, overturned the tables. He called him a den of thieves. I'm sure we can relate to that with our uh, Kenneth Hagins out there and our, our our Jimmy Benny Hens and you know our large you know religious organizations. Um, but, um, so, uh, but with this, he, he was in a hard spot here. He, you know, but Jesus was so cool, man. He was just so cool. And, um, he just bent down on the ground and he, they, in the Bible it says he started to write something in the ground with a stick or with his finger and everybody debates what, what he, what he wrote. But what I think he would, everybody's got their own opinion on this and, I don't like putting out opinions, but just mine is, I think a lot of the scribes and Pharisees had slept with this prostitute and um, he was writing their names in the dirt. Like, hey, Jim Bob, uh, Billy Ray, um, Brother Flip Flop, you know, and writing their names down and like, you know, and then he stands up and he said, uh, those without sin cast the first stone. So knowing they're hypocrites and knowing that they would be more than happy if he hadn't written their names down in the dirt, They'd be more than happy to pick up a stone and stoner. Jesus had to write their names down first to convict them. And then when he got up, so it says in the Bible that they turned away one by one and walked away. I guess as they read their name down there, they probably had a stone. They had a stone. They said they had stones in their hand ready to stoner. And as they read their name, I think they dropped their stones in the dirt and they walked away. So Jesus was just left alone standing there with her. And um, and uh, he asked her, he said, um, he said, where is thine accusers? And uh, she said, they've left the master. And he said, um, he said, neither, he, he said, um, he said, neither do I accuse you. He said, go and sin no more. Um, what he was saying is, you know, hey, you've been sinning. You got lucky because these, these guys were going to stone her. I mean, they, they don't, play, they didn't play around back then. It wasn't, they weren't threatening that girl. Sure. They was trying to catch Jesus in a, in, in, in a, in a, in a, in a, catch him in a, in a, in a double whammy there, but. You know, you know, it was where he had no way out. He was either going to have to break the Moses Moses's laws or or let her go. But um, you know, they they didn't play around. They they stoned people that were caught in adultery back then. They they buried them. They they stoned them that way, or they just straight up stoned them, throw them off. Uh, they take them up high banks, throw them off. Um, and it was usually the women, you know, getting rolled down the cliffs and stuff. It wasn't the um, it wasn't the scribes and Pharisees committing the adultery. They usually um, covered it up, got away with it. You know, the women prayed the price for that sin back then. Um, now, nowadays, it seems like, you know, we all, everybody pays a sin, which price for it, um, which is what we deserve. If we're going to go out sinning, committing, committing adultery, you know, I, I don't <laughs> I think stoning like Jesus thought was a little bit extreme, but he told her to go sin no more. You know, so Jesus, Jesus, Jesus didn't tolerate what she was doing and he didn't make excuses up for her and say, well, that's all right. You had a bad childhood or you needed money for drugs. 
He said, go and sin no more. Meaning you got lucky, you know, don't push your luck. Um, so that's why Jesus is so great. I mean, he was just so cool, man. They just, they always tried to get him in something. Like uh, one time they, they brought Jesus a coin and they said, um, um, they said, they said, no, well, no, they didn't bring him a coin, but they said, uh, they said, is it fair? Is it right to pay, pay our taxes to Caesar because he's not our true king? God is. And Jesus said, let me see a coin. So they hand him a coin and there's a, there's a picture of Caesar. And he says, who is this on the coin? And they said, well, that's Caesar. He said, render unto Caesar's what's Caesar's and unto God, what is God? Uh, I thought that was so cool because like here, here they thought he, they had him again in a catch 180, I guess you call it, um, or something. <laughs> there's some guy named, but, um, he was just so cool. Um, Jesus was cool. I mean, he just always had to answer for everything. And I mean, I don't know. It's like when Pilate was asking, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus is like, if you say so, you know, kept questioning Jesus. And Jesus, you know, he's going to the crucifixion and Pilate's like begging him, just like, answer me, please say something so I can, I can release you, you know. And uh, Jesus just wouldn't talk to him. Jesus, I mean, if his life was on the line, Jesus' life, and, and Jesus just wouldn't talk to him. He's like, you know, whatever, if you say so, you know, Jesus was just cool. Um, I can just, man, I just can't wait to meet Jesus. I mean, that's. There's a lot of people I want to meet in heaven when I get there. You know, Jesus is number one. You know, I want to meet Jesus. He's just number one on my list. And then I like Ethan. I want to see Ethan again, the Ethan Hallmark. Um, and then I want to see my daddy, and Abraham Lincoln. Um, you know, if old Lincoln made it there, I hope he did. Um, anyways, like I said, it's, uh, I'm just, like I said, it's, I guess we all stand in front of God and, you know, neighbor Lincoln, I believe was a Christian. He definitely did not. Um, he did not like big religious organizations. Uh, Lincoln was not a member of any church, but he did talk about Jesus. So I, I do believe that, uh, of course, what I believe doesn't matter. And that's one thing I want to say to everybody. Um, if I say I believe something, please go back and check your Bible. Um, the Bible is the final authority on anything. Um, I think we get in trouble when we, we believe something. We got to know something biblically. Um, but as far as somebody going to heaven or not, I, sometimes, you know, I even doubt my own, sometimes I even question my own salvation. I worry about it. And that's a good thing. Um, I think it's a good thing. You know, I got faith. Um, but at the same time, it keeps me on the straight and narrow. The, it says in the, it says in the Bible that the, the, the beginning of wisdom starts with the fear of fear of God. And, and to me, it's the fear of going to hell is, is what I'm not really like scared of the God. I, I know God's laid out a plan and, and, and I can't, I mean, I got to try to, I try not to, and I try not to sin, you know, I mean, I do live in the flesh and I do sin, but I don't live in sin. Um, I can't do it. I, I know what will happen to me. I, I will not make it to heaven if I live in sin. Um, you can't live a sinful lifestyle. And, and like I always said, you're not going to go up in front of the creator of the universe, say, well, you know, I live this kind of lifestyle because I I thought it was right. And, and everybody told me it's right. But, you know, no, it don't work that way. The Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. And if you don't follow them instructions, it's like if you're going to put together something like a puzzle and, and you don't follow the instructions, um, you know, what happens The, you know, or, or try to put something in anybody's ever like started putting something together and not read the instructions. And then like they get almost all the way done and they forget, you know, you forgot that you left out all these parts, you know, or, or several or one or two parts. And that's all it takes. It's kind of like your life. And when you don't study the Bible and, and you don't read it, and then it's just them one or two sins that you left out of that, you know, out of that uh, project you were doing or out of that, let's say you bought a barbecue grill, for example, and you're putting it together. 
and you forget one or two parts and the whole thing falls apart uh, because you forgot them one or two parts. And, and that is exactly what happens to us if we do not f read the Bible and follow the Bible and, and keep in the word. You know, I keep, you know, Christian music. Um, I do Christian music. I do preaching. Um, I do uh, a Bible reading. Um, a lot of times I just have to, like, read the Bible to me, uh, stuff like that. I, I watch um, PureFlex shows. Try to keep everything going into you. Um, right. Don't put trash in. Trash in just makes trash come out of you. If you watch movies with cussing and perversion, um, you know, it's not good. And, you know, people say, well, I'm an adult. I, I can watch somebody naked. No, don't do it. It's not good. Anymore, anything I do, I ask myself, will I want to be doing this when Jesus comes back? Or if I died right now while I was doing this, you know, whether it's watching a rated R movie or um, me and my wife's into a, a argument and, you know, we're being mean to each other. You know, I just stop and I say, you know, what what if Jesus comes back right now and we're, we're acting like this and, and being mean to each other? Um, you know, I always ask myself, do I want to be doing this when Jesus comes back? Do I want do I want to be in this position? Let's say I just got into it with a family member and, and, and you know. And I'm bad, you know, I, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm back at my house. I'm laying in bed, you know, and I'm just mad at him. You know, I got to stop. I got to pray for him. I got to pray blessings for him. I got to ask the Lord to forgive me, you know, and, and if I can make it right with my family. Um, there's certain family members, I, I really know they don't want to talk to me. They, they've expressed that, you know, and I respect that now. They kind of hurt me at first, but, you know, um, and, and we have agreed just to be, you know, kind of friends, I guess, and just kind of let it go at that, and, you know. Um, you know, I forgive them and, uh, and I hope they forgive me. And I want to say that anybody out there, you know, I think a lot of people listen to this show that I've, I've got into, I think a lot of people tune it on just to kind of, you know, see what, you know, they think I'm crazy. A lot of people out there, when I was on meth, I was like super psycho. Um, I mean, I was crazy. Um, and so a lot of people just kind of listen to so, and it's kind of fascinated, you know, this dude can actually talk and speak, you know, and, and without cussing. And cause I mean, like when I was on meth, everything was a cuss word. It was mean. It was hateful. It was like uh, a legion of demons speaking to you. Um, so anybody out there, you know, I just I just want to say I'm I'm sorry. Um, I acted stupid, um, and I take responsibility for it. You know, I could sit here and say, well, you did this and that, but you know what? That's that's doesn't matter. What I did was wrong, and and that's the way I act. Uh, the way I spoke to people. Um, and I guess if you're out there listening, I guess you know who I'm talking about. You know, I'm 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 sorry. You know, I apologize. You know, um, it's no way to talk talk to people. You know, I should have addressed it a whole a whole different way. You know, I shouldn't cuss anybody. It says in the ending, it says and you'll be judged by every word you said. Um, so you know, I said a lot of bad and mean things to people. Um, and like I said, I, I apologize, and um, I've asked the Lord to forgive me. Um. And a lot of people I apologize to, you know, I know that doesn't make us friends. You know, you can accept my apology or you don't have to. I know it doesn't doesn't make us friends. And and to be honest with you, I don't really want to be, you know, because I don't think it'd be good for my, because of your lifestyles and stuff, I don't think it'd be good that, that we're friends anyways, but I don't want to be enemies with anybody. Um, you know, Lord, I love everybody. Jesus died. You know, one thing Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit told me is Jesus died on the cross for everybody out there. Your worst enemy he died on the cross for Adolf Hitler, for Stalin. I mean, you know, I'd say another episode, you know, Jesus wouldn't want, you know, them in heaven. Yes, he would want them in heaven if they would have repented of their sins and asked for forgiveness. They would be in heaven. 
Um, I don't think they did, you know. Um, I think once you get to a certain point in a demonic level like they were, I think it's pretty hard, but I guess you never know. Adolf Hitler could have could have repented of his sins or, or Stalin, you know, highly doubtful, but all things are possible with Jesus. So that's uh, so I say the Lord. I mean, the Lord's really been good to me. I've been clean now for um, going on uh, 16 months. Uh, I feel great, you know. I'm so My New Year's resolution was to lose weight, so I've been doing the 18-6 fast which is 18 hours not eating, and then like six hours. And then when I do eat, I, I try to eat boiled eggs or salad, uh, something like that, healthy. Um, and uh, try to eat something, you know, drink water. I'm trying to drink a lot more water, lay off uh, coffees. No no soft drinks. I haven't had any soft, soft drinks or, or candies. Uh, I'm trying to get back on my vitamins. I'm trying to do a little cardiovascular workout. Uh, so, you know, it's all good. It's all good. One thing I want to cover too in this next podcast is I want to start covering on breaking breaking cycles. Uh so many of them guys, you know, last night and so many of us going through recovery and um trying to quit doing drugs and we go through the um uh we 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 we, we go downhill, we we hit rock bottom, we 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 find God, we find Jesus, we we repent. <clears throat> we we're doing good, we we quit doing drugs. And then all of a sudden we're 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 back. We're repeating, um, we're repeating the cycle again. We we start drinking again. We we start sinning again, and we go downhill again, and and we hit rock bottom. I mean, a lot of them guys have been through you know seven eight rehabs, you know. Um, and it's one of them things we we got to break. We got to break them cycles. And I found, don't give an inch. Um, you know, one thing I heard a preacher today, he said, you know, being a Christian isn't 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 a democracy. Uh, we don't get to debate everything in the Bible. We we don't get to it, it, we got to have military discipline. Um, it's like when a drill sergeant comes in and tells you we're going for a jog in the morning and 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 uh, we're going for a 10 mile um, hump, you know, up a hillside and down through the creek valley. He's not he's not asking you if you want to. He He's telling you that's the way it's going to be done. And. That's what the Bible is. It, it, it tells us what we have to do and how it's going to be done. It doesn't leave any any kind of imagination for debate. You know, the, it spells out every every aspect of, if, of our life, and we have to live it that way. When we start repeating cycles, we start slipping up. We start doing things that we know are wrong. Uh, and that we don't end up back on drugs because we, we were going to church praising the Lord, listening to Christian music, um, testifying for Jesus, um, you know, helping our moms, um, helping our neighbors, just being good Christians. We didn't, and and boy, I mean, I just did so much nice things. It was at church so much. I prayed so much. I just ended back up on dope. Um, no, it doesn't end up that way. Um, you know, and that's what we got to quit thinking of the Bible as, you know, God is love. Jesus is love. I mean, it, he was all that's what he spoke to most of his love second thing he spoke to most of was hell um he made it sure everybody knew there was a hell out there you know if that's the route you want to take um so when we read the bible we we gotta we gotta re, we gotta remember it's it is the final authority there there's no you know he he lays out marriage he lays out what you're supposed to do you know if you have an enemy you know how how you're supposed to react um um how you're supposed to love people, how you're supposed to help one another. You know, he gives parables. Um, 
you know, how we're supposed to spread the gospel. Uh, all these things are in the Bible. Um, you know, how we're supposed to carry ourselves, um, you know, and, and be good to one another. How we're supposed to treat our parents, our children, you know. And, and you know, one thing about our children, and, and you know, I tell, like I told my son, I, I gave him something for Christmas. I don't know what it was. And I think it was a new washing machine or something. But he said, thank you, Dad. And I said, why, why are you thanking me? Even, even sinners uh, give their children nice stuff, you know. So, you know, you know, especially when I, I, you know, if you can't treat your own kids good or your own family, then you're even worse than a sinner. Um, is what Jesus said, basically, because um, even sinners do that. Um, so that's one thing we got to do. We, we when we we come out of this this time, you know, if you listen to my podcast, you're hanging in there with me. I, I pray you are, you know, we'll hang in there together. You know, my grandma had a um had a little sign on the uh uh, she always loved signs like um, she had signs all over her house, like one on the refrigerator had a cow on it with a little halo on it. And it said, holy cow, eating again. And then she had one next to the toilet that said, stand close. It's shorter than you think. Uh, and then she had one that had like a board on it and it had a rope and then it had a knot. And it said, when you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot, pray and hang on. So I really liked that one. That was pretty cool. So, um, you know, my grandma, God bless her. She was so cool. Uh, grandma Gladys, I just love her. You know, I'm sure if any of my family members are listening out there, they, they can agree. She used to always tell stories about, oh, about her brother, Freddie, and um, how he used to get my grandpa so mad he'd land the airplane. He had an old airplane. This is like back in 19, oh, and 20s, I guess, and he'd land his airplane in his cornfield and get grandpa so mad, you know. And, um, you know, she'd always brag about how he played the accordion and tell us her stories about when she was a youngin' like us and uh, how they weren't all saints, you know. She said, we weren't all saints like you think. And uh, so she was funny. She she was funny. She was cool. She was a cool person. You know, I love her. I can't wait to see her in heaven. You know, a lot of people, like, um, she was very outspoken, kind of like me, you know. She didn't, she didn't know how to, um, you know, mince any words, you know, so... Very outspoken, uh, but very, it had a big heart, you know, and just loved to tell stories, and I loved listening to them. And everybody else was like, gosh, she's telling that story again. I'd just be like, man, that's such a cool story, you know, tell me again. So um, I just really loved her. She's like one of my, she's like my best friend, you know, at that time in my life, I really needed a friend, you know, just to talk to. And, um, you know, Grandma was it, you know, I, sometimes me and my, and after I met my wife, I took her up there, and, um, you know, we we spent time with my grandma. You know, my my wife just loves my grandma too. I don't even know how I got on that subject, but anyways, you know, sometimes I just as you get older, you just sit and reminisce. You know how how life it just flies by and it's a vapor. Um, you know, it's kind of I look back now and kind of sad. I I spent all my life in in drug, you know, as as a drug addict, um, as an alcoholic, you know. And not even knowing it, you know, I always thought I had it under control. I had my demon under control. I had him on a leash. You know, I didn't realize the whole time ever since high school, you know, you know, football practice, you know, uh, drinking a beer and, and, and snorting a line of cocaine, you know, um, you know, and then wondering why, you know, I'm going out in the field and getting my knee busted out or, or something like, you know, just like, you know, ruining my whole life, you know, starting out there, then jobs. You know, relationships, you know, wondering why, you know, I couldn't have a relationship with anybody because, you know, I'm talking just friends, you know, I drank all the time and on drugs, you know, no matter what you think, you think you got to control people, people know, they, they know you don't, you know, but I do reminisce, um, what's that song, I Go Back, who sings that song, I Go Back, is it, is it Colson Dell? 
Anyways, I go back. Uh, no, Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney. I go back. So, yeah, yeah, I go all the way back to high school with my drug addict, you know, my drug habit. And um, I do go back, you know, uh, to a 50-yard line. Um, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, God bless y'all. Uh, I'll pray for you. Pray for me, you know. And uh, I got some, and I got a friend at work. He, he said the devil's coming against him. Uh, so definitely, um, no, I want to know if he's out there listening right now. Just let, let you know, man, I'm, I'm praying for you, brother. Whatever that devil's throwing on you, our, our God is stronger. Our God will crush him like a, like a bad habit and just crunch him. So, um, um, no, God bless y'all, and I'll pray for you. Pray for me, and see y'all later. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.